Hello everyone, this is the Godzilla Roundtable, episode 3, this is Mulder, also known as Faye, and today I'm joined by... Uh, Connor here, once again. And Crash, yep, here again. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so this is episode 3 of the Godzilla Roundtable, as I said, and today we will be discussing, of course, King Kong vs. Godzilla. You have to make sure you get the order of those names right, because Godzilla vs. King Kong, or Godzilla vs. Kong, is a very different movie now. <laughs> so unfortunately, we are not recording this in 2020. No. <laughs> it's not coming out yet. But, but we'll probably still be going when that movie comes out, ironically. <laughs> we'll, probably have to, we'll probably have to do like a fucking like, ri- like a live reaction video. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, alright, let's get into what this episode is actually about, which is King Kong vs. Godzilla, which came out in 1962. It's the third Godzilla movie. What did you guys think, and what would you rate it? I'll let you start first on. Um, so, I honestly I really love King Kong vs. Godzilla. It's a lot more energetic than, um, Rage Again. It really has that classic Godzilla um, feel to it, but... When you think Showa, you think of movies like King Kong vs. Godzilla, to be honest. It's a mm-hmm. solid 8 out of 10 for me. It's a really fun movie. Um, I don't really have any huge criticisms of it. Well, beyond some stuff we'll get into as we talk about it. But, um, <laughs> objectively, I find it overall a really solid experience. So, 8 out of 10. How would you crash? Me? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess 7 to 8 out of 10. It was a lot of fun. Definitely a lot more fun coming from Raids. Because Raids was pretty boring, in my opinion. <laughs> but King Kong vs. Godzilla was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It should always entertain me. Also, it was in color, but mm-hmm. that was the first time Godzilla's been in color. So, yep. it was pretty cool to see. <laughs> I guess that's going to be from now on. Him. Yeah, him, him and all his charcoal gray yeah. <laughs> Perfect. And King Kong. Well, this monkey look. And I was describing. Well, well, I really have to basically agree with everything you guys said. King Kong vs. Godzilla isn't the most serious Godzilla movie, but that's not really an issue. I think that it's a lot of fun, and what it's trying to do, it succeeds at. And I think that that's, in a way, almost more unique than if it went serious with it, mm-hmm. because it's basically a parody of its own existence in 1962. And I think that's really fun. Yeah. And just all the social commentary is in a more satire sense. So I'm with you, Ton. For me, it's a solid 8 out of 10. Honestly, it's it's almost in my top 10 of Godzilla films. It's barely out of it. <laughs> and I just want to, want to clarify first, because some people may not have seen this version. We're talking about the Japanese version, not the universal cut of it, which removed all of the humor and made it really bland and boring. Yeah, they basically brought on, brought on a new director to reshoot some things and cut out a bunch of stuff. Must be I've never thought about that. Why are they reshooting new scenes? Like, how do they add that into the movie? Feels like it'd be weird to be like working around something that already exists. It does. It's very weird. Like when you watch them, like King of the Monsters from 1956, which is Gojira's edit, and then the also the King Kong vs Godzilla edit from 1963, I believe. It's very apparent the new stuff because it's just random stuff with American actors. <laughs> it's not the best disguise, and the reason they did it was they were afraid that American audiences wouldn't want to go see a movie starring Asian people. Is the brunt of it, to be honest. Wow. 
Good old 1960s racism. Not the first thing involving it in, with King Kong versus Godzilla, though. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we might as well get the elephant in the room out of the way first, and that's the obvious racism with the Faroe Islanders in this movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, Just a bunch of gay people doing black hair. Yeah. <laughs> it's an awkward <laughs> topic that always comes up with King Kong stuff. Is inevitably, if you have the Islander people, it's going to bring up the topic of like, racism use of Islanders. And mm-hmm. for me, having seen every King Kong thing except the 1970s King Kong, which I never see, <laughs> <laughs> this is probably one of the worst. Yeah. Because uh, it's just white Japanese actors, blackface, just doing nonsensical accents. There's a there's a lot of overt racism in, in the movie, which is kind of unfortunate because you think about like how deep and, and intelligent the stuff that Ishiro Honda likes to say in his films. Mm-hmm. And he didn't and he didn't write this one. But he but at the end of the day, when you're a director, you kind of have to take some brunt of it. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it's the times, but it is definitely a little bit of a dark spot on Honda's record as a whole. Yeah, that he has this tied to him. Like, it's not the worst of the natives. Personally, I think the King Kong of five natives are worse. Yeah. and one could argue that the King Kong thirty-three natives are more racist in their stereotypes. But on the other hand, two wrongs don't make a right. Mm-hmm. And King Kong vs. Godzilla still portrays the natives as to be blunt, not intelligent, and willing to sell out their god for a pack of cigarettes. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> so it's... Uh, and then the blackface is just inexcusable. Mm-hmm. It's especially a big contrast with Gojira, with how respectful that movie is to the Odo Islanders. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. It's, like, it's kind of surprising how kind of different. Like, I guess you could say I'm going for kind of that pulpy adventure movie mm-hmm. feel, which mm-hmm. tie to the movie, but, you know, 1962. Two was this movie. 1962 versus 2020. Yeah. It, does, mm. it doesn't age. Well. And I also have to say, I, I, I don't want to ascribe intent to anyone, because at the end of the day, we can only say what we're seeing. We don't know if someone's heart and their soul and their thoughts. Like, I know Kaju Apostles talked about this a bit on their stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, it is a little bit, eh, because you have the Odo Islanders who are treated very respectfully, but then you have stuff like this, and also in 1955, Half Human, the portrayal of the, of the Japanese indigenous natives there is really atrocious and really offensive. And it kind of comes off badly that it seems like the more Japanese-coded natives... It, which are the Odo Islanders, who where they practice Shintoism and have some more beliefs to Japanese people, are treated better by the movie. But then the ones who have less, quote-unquote, um, normal views get treated as inferior or savages. It's a bit uncomfortable when yeah. you analyze it. Mm-hmm. 
do you guys have anything else to say about it or should we move on to less heavy topics <laughs> i mean yeah. i think yeah you summarized it pretty well it's just i guess just the times i guess i thought that was all right you know but clearly you know <laughs> hindsight's a bitch and you know it's just, it's just <laughs> plainly pretty horrible and stuff hopefully more modern yeah. incarnations don't do that anymore i've, I've actually not seen Kong's um, violence so i don't know <laughs> Kong to Island actually does it the best of all the Kong movies in my opinion it's not perfect but it's definitely the best of it but ironically the worst of it is King Kong 05 which is only 15 years old yeah which had them as cannibal monsters which is <laughs> yeah I remember that uh, it's just it's yeah, just it's, sus and tolerant it's pretty fucking awful but at least yeah. it's only I guess a small part of this one yeah, yeah, that's that's the one good thing. Like they get out of the island pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I like the usual King Kong, the, uh, Far- Faroe Islands. Yeah, Faroe Faroe. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, Crash Skull <laughs> Island was not named until King Kong seventy six, mm-hmm. because in, in the original movie in King Kong Country, they they just call it the island, and Skull Mountain is. What's called is what's the skull part? Mm. King Kong seventy six kind of merged this and just made it Skull Island, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's what stuck. But there's a lot to get into with this movie, though. <laughs> it's there's a lot. Um, so I guess I'll leave it up up to you guys. Some multiple choice here. Would you rather go into behind the scenes content, <laughs> or would you rather talk about the movie itself? Because there's a lot to get into with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna. Curious to hear all your story about production. So there were lots to discuss there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think the first thing is because I told you guys mainly crash when we were watching it. Um, this movie started its life as Frankenstein versus King Kong. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Basically, the original plot was created by Willis O'Brien, who I mentioned him before in our first episode. He was um the stop-motion animator for King Kong 1933, and also um, Lost World 1925. And when he got into a bit of a rut creatively, he wanted to kind of reinvent himself and get himself back, so he wanted to use um, uh, King Kong to do that. And his original idea was going to be King Kong fighting a new Frankenstein monster that was composed of a bunch of different animals called Prometheus. Interesting, I didn't know that. As I link to here, yeah, and basically, um, while he was trying to shop it out to R to RP to R not RPK to RKO Pictures, who were the original rights holders of King Kong, um, the producer John Beck took it to a screener named George Yates, and he flushed it out a bit more, but there wasn't a studio that was interested in it, so John Beck, who was the producer, went to Toho. And we're like, hey, would you be interested in doing this movie? And Toho instead purchased the rights to use the King Kong character from RKO and then made King Kong vs. Godzilla instead. Wait, but so that's just an original mm-hmm. production? I thought it was like the remnants of this one. Yeah, there is some remnants, mainly in the fight, but they didn't keep much. Mm-hmm. So we did the... Uh, I forgot his name, you're just talking about him. Was he involved with King Kong versus Godzilla at all? Willis O'Brien? Yeah. He was not. Actually, it gets funny. I know Ton knows about this because I talked to him about this, mm-hmm. but that Crash, do you know about the big lawsuit involving King Kong? Uh, it sounds familiar. I've definitely heard of it before, but... I know, Emma, because we're, because we're both James Roll fans, 
James Rolfe did, did, did a video about the King Kong rights issues. Mm, I missed that one. <laughs> this was this was the movie that started this. Really? Yeah, because Willis O'Brien got so pissed off that they took his idea and basically disregarded it and cut him out of it and gave it to Toho that he sued RKO about it. And that got into a big rights issue over who owned King Kong. Did he win? <laughs> no, he did not. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> the King Kong legal stuff is still a mess. Like, that's why Warner Bros., who currently owns King Kong, they can't use the name King Kong. They can only call him Kong. So, he's never king again, or not? I think the king part is still with Universal. Mm. Because basically, Warner Bros. bought RKO. Universal Studios kind of got the character. When they distributed Godzilla versus not Godzilla versus King Kong versus Godzilla, need to be careful with with the names. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a big mess. It's super complex. Yeah. Wait, so I'm confused. So Universal owns King Kong, but also basically Universal were the de facto owners of King Kong the character. Yeah. But Warner Bros. basically got. Um, King Kong the movie, 1933 one. Mm-hmm. Paramount owns King Kong 1976, and they leased out the character from Universal. <laughs> and then Universal made their own King Kong remake in King Kong 2005. And then Warner Bros. bought King Kong from Universal to use him in the Godzilla universe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but basically, though, it gets more complicated because the judge was purposely vague and said that King Kong is borderline a public domain character. Oh, yeah, because I was about to ask if he's technically public domain. Yeah, he's technically public domain. <laughs> but nobody can use his name, his full name? Yeah, basically, the name King Kong, though, seems to be tied up at Universal. Mm-hmm. It's a really big mess. I'm royalty Kong. And, and for some other fun stuff, this also got in flames again in the 1980s from Donkey Kong. Oh, yeah. Because oh, Universal man. tried to sue Nintendo. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that was when the ruling was made that King Kong was a public domain character, in a sense. Yeah. That's a very interesting case. I have, I, I have a feeling by 2033, he'll be public domain. Because it's such a mess, <laughs> rights-wise. True. Because then the original screenwriter got involved and said that he owned King Kong, but they said no, you only own the script of King Kong thirty three. It's it's a mess. <laughs> okay. Speaking of Universal though, that brings me into into Wait. another point. <laughs> I know you're just talking about that, but um uh, so yeah, what's up? If I know you said King Kong King Kong versus Godzilla is kind of based around the concept for King Kong versus Prometheus. So, but then why do they have that lightning part? Because, like, if it's not just an exact, like, remnant of it, why is that still a part of the movie? Because that, that's one of the holdovers from that idea. Yeah, but the, and they that feels like kind of a weird part to leave behind, though. Because it's not really an explanation. It was, basically, <laughs> it was basically, from what I've heard, they had to give away for King Kong to get powered up to actually defeat Godzilla. And So they kind of just gave him that <laughs> bit. He's like, oh, don't worry. He's, he's, there's lightning. He'll be all right. The guy, like, the guy knew all about it, that's really funny, but we'll get into that again. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. but with Universal, 
Um, Universal's a pain in the ass with this movie tremendously. That's on HBO Max. We had to use our DVD yeah. copies to watch this movie. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> but basically, Universal's a pain in the ass with this, with this movie. Until literally last year, you could not own the Japanese copy out, outside of Japan. Yeah. Because Universal only released their English dub of it again and again. And that English dub fucking sucks. So. <laughs> And I'm not really sure why they're such a pain in the ass, but like even like Criterion, when they finally got the rights to use the Japanese Godzilla, um, uh, not that's the Japanese Godzilla to use the Japanese cut of this movie, they were like, okay, but you have to make our version, the main version on, on the DVD, and you have to put it on a bonus features DVD as a bonus feature. <laughs> the original version of this movie. It's not even like a director's cut. Bo- the actual the original. <laughs> yeah. That has to be on on a fucking DVD. It, well, that, really <laughs> that was kind of like like the, the OT from Star Wars on the DVDs. Like mm-hmm. they were on the second disc. I know, right? <laughs> and that was the last way you can get them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and and they were in, in crap quality. I know, yeah. I mean, too. DVD quality, unfortunate. But yeah, that's that's so strange then. And I assume there's another King Kong movie in Toho or no? Yeah, there is. There's King Kong Escapes. Which is a kind of sequel, kind of its own movie, but it's still made by the same crew. Like, Kishiro Honda directs it, Eiji Subride does the special effects. I believe Akira Fukube did the score, and Tomoyuki Tanaka produced it, so you still have those big four working on it. Yeah. And that was a movie which introduced Gorosaurus, funny enough. Gorosaurus. Who would later... Yeah. You'll see him in, in Destroyal Monsters. Okay. I'm excited. But the funny thing is, though, is this movie had been attempted to be remade multiple times, like in the 90s. Originally, they wanted to do Godzilla vs. King Kong instead of Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah, but the rights issue stopped them because of the Nintendo lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> so they weren't a- able to do that idea. Nice. All right, well, I guess we talked about the behind-the-scenes complicated history enough. <laughs> let's let's get into the movie. And I mm-hmm. guess the first thing we want to say is, I love the satire in this movie. The movie is so funny. Like, it's genuinely a really funny movie. <laughs> there is a lot of funny stuff to it. Like, uh, the business owner, I forget his name. The business owner? Um, uh, Mr. Mr. Taco. Mr. Taco? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He's really funny. Really centered the whole time. Just super <laughs> blown by his greediness. Yeah, he's like, I, I, people are talking I, about Godzilla. I don't care about Godzilla. And then he's like, freaking, like, mayhem and havoc. <laughs> he only cares about his profit. Okay, because I have to find out the actor's name because I have to give him props. Ichiro Arashima does such a good job as him. He's so funny. <laughs> yeah, he was. And <laughs> interesting, he, I, it's weird. He started off kind of like a piece of shit. But like, over the movie, he's fine love him. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really love the bit when he airlifts himself to the boat that's taking oh, yeah. King Kong back to shore. And he nearly blows up Kong. And they're like, don't do that! I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was pretty funny. This entire issue was in, in an era now where they kind of have this self-aware urge to make fun of themselves. Mm-hmm. Have some, it's like Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. You know, the Avengers sometimes. It's mm-hmm. you kind of see that in something as old as the Godzilla universe, which is mm-hmm. like the third movie. And even then, they were like the scientists. Yeah, it's fun to see. 
like, and I think it was a nice choice because like, I'm not saying you can't do the concept seriously. I'm sure it's going to be done seriously next year. Mm. But I, there's something kind of enjoyable about the movie just fucking mocking the hell out of itself. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, I love how the King Kong section is entirely a parody of King Kong 33. Yes. <laughs> like, it's such a funny parody. Like, I love the bit where they're going to get King Kong to use him as a mascot for their TV show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's literally what they're going to go get him for. <laughs> that's pretty funny. And it's such a big parody of Japanese TV at the time where it's like, we can't have, we can't be doing educational stuff. We have to go get a giant fucking monster <laughs> to, to get views. And it's just, it's really intelligent satire of just TV culture in general. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm sure you all know how much, how insane Japanese TV is compared to our TV <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. with their game shows and stuff. Yeah, especially game shows. So you can kind of see the starts of that and the critique here of Honda being like, is that a good thing, though, <laughs> that our TV is like this? Mm-hmm. That's true. And it's just really interesting and fun. And it's also kind of really funny when you remember that this is a fucking pharmaceutical company trying to get money from the TV show. Oh, yeah, and they it's were like really funny. I forgot about that. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's really funny how, like, uh, like Mr. Taco's getting close to his boss, like, our show we're sponsoring isn't doing good in the ratings. <laughs> and it's like, rather than be concerned about, you know, medicine and the medical functions of this new food they have, they're like, oh, wait, let's go bring back the giant-ass ape instead. <laughs> and and give and give our show's we sponsor better views so we can make money from it. It's just really funny. Mm-hmm. And I love it. <laughs> And something else I really enjoy, though, on the Godzilla side, though, is the Godzilla side of things is a lot more serious, to a degree. Like, it's definitely not, like, Gojira-level serious. But, well, yeah, because Godzilla is no more, more, like, mm-hmm. really silly moments, I guess. When, the same, when, when yeah. it focuses on him, he's usually, like, you know, stomping around, terrorizing people, <laughs> picking up trains, eating, like, yeah. breaking stuff, destroying stuff. Then you go to Kong, and he's there, but he's usually focused around the people around him. Like, where the yeah. humor kind of comes in. Kong himself, he's not really causing as much mayhem, I'd say, as Godzilla. Yeah. And when he is, like, there's usually yeah. some kind of community belief there. I, I, like, I just love, though, the scene of Kong running through the town that his arms are up. It's so funny. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I love that little, little <laughs> monkey walk. Put his arms up, starts waving him around. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that does remind me of the story, which I told you guys when we were watching it, of how E.G. Subaraya told King Kong suit actor, who, let me find his name. Uh, Shoichi Hiroshi. Oh, Shoichi Hiroshi. Um, I think he was... Okay, no, this is... I think, yeah, this is his first time as a suit actor. And basically, basically, I'm a AJ Super. I was like, go study girls at, at the Tokyo Zoo, so you know, so you know what to do. And he was just like, how about I don't do that? <laughs> and he just did not study up on the animals at all, which like, which like Karu Nakajima did to help do Godzilla. And it just gives King Kong this really funny gait where he's a lot more like just like like a human guy. Mm-hmm. And but I think it works though. It makes King Kong so charming. Mm-hmm. Like I just love the fact that he gets fucking drunk off his ass on alcohol. Passes out. Oh yeah, he's just—he's just such a charming version of the character. <laughs> yeah, this car was literally just lost drunk guy. Yeah, and um, I—I found it kind of ironic how like, well, I guess not so much ironic. It was 
interesting how when people people are speculating MonsterVerse is going to do with their King Kong since 2005 mm-hmm. or so recently. Yeah. You know, Jordan Peele. Well, no, not Jordan Peele. <laughs> Jordan. Um, uh, why do I think Jordan Peele? I've, I've been reading too much horror stuff. Jordan Vod Roberts. Yeah, Jordan Vod Roberts. He made, him, him and his team made a really interesting decision to have their calm stand up by Peele, like human, mm-hmm. and be like a almost kind of like less of a giant robot, giant proto. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Kind of, <laughs> I wonder if they were inspired by. This one, this Kong at all, or if it's just I think so. Reference. I think so because there's another big reference in Kong's Island to this movie, and that's of course the giant octopus showing up mm-hmm. in, in, oh, in yeah. Kong's Island as well. Mm-hmm. What's that to say? I love the octopus scene because it's so well done. The oh, sorry, Tom, go first. Oh, no, I was just agreeing. Yeah, the, the effects of the giant octopus were really impressive. They did the fact that they combined a miniature. A real octopus, mm-hmm. and then like assume like just tentacle props <laughs> to make you look like there's a, it's, it's super convention for a green CGI mm-hmm. octopus. Session. Yeah, and it's really impressive how it was so good that the Pirates of the Caribbean visual effects crew watched this scene to help do do the Kraken mm-hmm. in that movie. And it's just really funny, though, how after they finished filming the scene, they ate the octopus. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Which, I mean, I guess is valid, especially seeing how seeing how we all eat octopus in every single culture. Mm-hmm. But it's just really funny how they got this octopus. And they actually treated it pretty good, because like you were pointing out to them when we were watching it, they didn't actually sir rocks at it. They did the compositing to make it look like there was rocks yeah. being thrown at it. So it's really funny how they take good care of the octopus and they don't really mistreat it. Then it's like, okay, no, we're done. <laughs> yeah. getting eaten. It's kind of, <laughs> kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And I forget, oh. it was just him getting drunk when they just started doing the chant, right? Or was it the chant yeah. that made him fall asleep? Because I, it was basically both combined. I think because they use that later. Yeah, put him to sleep. When they have to airlift him. <laughs> yeah. That seems pretty funny. God, I just love this King Kong because he's so funny. He's got a really and unique look to him too. He's got like yeah, he his does. face is strange. Yeah, I don't want to more Tohoe, I guess. I, I don't know. Has that kind yeah, of because too? a lot of the a lot of the I know people don't really like the suits for Kong, and I mean I guess that's fair, especially when you compare it to um, of course the classic version. Yeah. But I think it looks charming though in a way. In, in it has movie. charm. Definitely looks more like Neanderthal looking than like monk, Monkey Monkey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of feels like, like a giant Bigfoot. Yeah, more yeah, like Bigfoot. Like yeah, that's that's perfect. But it still has charm too. It's really funny looking at whenever he's on. He's always throwing rocks mm-hmm. or something. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and speaking of, of, of designs, I feel like this Godzilla is so much better than the one before. Like, oh, I have yeah. to say, I have to shout out this Godzilla design, because I love the King Kong vs. Godzilla, Godzilla design. That's true. Yeah, That's a really good... <laughs> this one's way better. Mm-hmm. I especially love, like, love how they gave him, like, a dinosaur head. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Which I would... Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, Tom, go for us. The head, Raids um, again. head raids. Yeah. Godzilla actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like, the, the, model, <laughs> the model itself looks a lot better. 
down to like, the texturing yeah. and everything. Charcoal yeah. gray color. And just his face, especially. The face is what's, like, really important. Because, like, Raids mm-hmm. had that, like, dopey, like, cross-eyed yeah. look. Like, cool? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here it looks much but, more, but, like, just good. Serious. <laughs> they're, they're holding like, hands like he in that looks picture. Fierce. <laughs> <laughs> like, he looks like, like, he looks really fierce and more like a dinosaur, which I think works. Yeah. Which I think is kind of interesting. How Faro Island only has two non-Kong animals show up. The giant octopus, which you mentioned, and then that one poor giant lizard that gets fucking yeeted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember that. And, I, and I, I feel like part of why they didn't do dinosaurs was, of course, the budget. They obviously didn't have the budget to do, like, all the stop motion yeah. that would be required, or all the suits. I guess it was said to be to kind of redundant to you, because like, yeah. already a dinosaur. Yeah, that's also what I was about to say, where it's like, also, he was about to fight basically a big giant t-rex why would he have to fight a t-rex another another dinosaur <laughs> even bigger yeah that's true they don't so i saw so i like go back to car yeah. i forget do they no they yeah. don't no they don't kong swims back at the end we don't see him he's got because this was from 62 to 2020 it's let's see it's a long time before it's over 50 years yeah it's over 50 years (laughs) actually the movie is going to come out i think on the 59th anniversary oh wow they should delay (laughs) they should that would be amazing but i don't think they're going to because the movie's been delayed too much (laughs) other topic And also, something interesting, speaking of Godzilla, is how this was the movie that decided what color Godzilla's beam was going to be. Beam? Oh, yeah. It had that blue tint? Yeah, yeah, he's blue. I will, I gotta say, in the last two ones, it definitely just looks like a lot of, like, compressed air just being blown out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, that's basically what it was, because originally, it was meant to be more like, um, radioactive mist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it had that misty look to it. Like atomic breath yeah. feels obviously you no know, special effect at the time. They did what they could, mm-hmm. I'm not like judging them for that. But it definitely mm-hmm. had like I don't know, it's hard for me to easily define as like fire or heat. Yeah. And here it looks a lot more defined. Obviously the color helps out a lot. But just in like yeah. the kind of texture, I guess. I don't know that's the right word. Just yeah, looks more yeah, full I, I agree. <laughs> than like airy. It definitely does. And it works really well because it looks really cool when he uses it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, speaking of as much as Raids again did the verse format first, I feel like this was the movie that defined it. Like, oh, I say easily because mm-hmm. you know the battle with Anguirus is still, like two minutes long. Looks really dang, then it's over, yeah. and he has no one else to fight for the rest of the movie except the humans. Yeah, <laughs> Whereas yeah. these one, it's like they they fight a small time once, but then there's like an actual like mm-hmm. the finale is the final fight, which yeah. kind of sets up that whole versus thing a lot better. I guess Rage wasn't trying to be a versus movie; it just kind of kickstarted it. Yeah, that's basically yeah. it. But yeah, you have to definitely like find the... it, one hundred percent. Because this one really sold itself on the guys come see King Kong fight Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and that's why in Japan for a while it was the most attended Godzilla movie of all time. I'm not sure if Shin Godzilla beat it; it might have, but it's either still the most attended Godzilla movie of all time, or it's the second most attended. And it held that record for a while. Nice. Because this movie was huge. And funny enough, this was the movie that put Godzilla on the map, really. In Japan. I was going to say, was the first one released... Was it released in Japan, initially? Of, I mean, obviously. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. It and, and it succeeded 
but it wasn't as huge as this was. Like, this was a big event for Japan. Yeah. Uh, and it really... I, I wondered why they... I guess field. that might be why they wanted to, like, retell the story, because I was kind of surprised they didn't just kind of... Fall. Well, never mind. King Kong's mm. fucking dead. King Kong, so they couldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they got to kind of, like, retell it. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. It could be, like, Son of King Kong shit if you wanted to, but I guess... And also, you have to you have to think about how many decades was between King Kong thirty three and this. Oh, that's true. Because because this was almost yeah almost thirty years after oh, King wow, Kong thirty yeah. three. Yeah, I forgot. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you're right. Damn. And and there was no DVD or VHS or TV. No one knew anything about King Kong. Go rewatch it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, so they probably had to retell the story for anyone in Japan who hadn't seen the original at the time. This is also the movie that got a lot of kids into Godzilla. Oh. And that started the, the kid appeal for Godzilla in Japan. Mm-hmm. Well, because Godzilla is very cartoony in this movie. So at the end, mm-hmm. at the end, the fight scenes, really. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But I love it, though. Like, I love Godzilla's little sumo wrestler dance, which on purpose because Haru Nakajima took it from a popular wrestler at the time. <laughs> like, that little arm jingle he does. Mm-hmm. Little, like, and I wait. love it. It's like, hey, over here. It's really, I could I talk all about the fights because it was so funny. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've said that about a lot of them. I don't know. They, they're, really, they're really funny to me. <laughs> Just seeing them fight. But, um, mm-hmm. but I feel like for this, it's on purpose. Yeah, here it's, it definitely works in its favor a lot more because it's already kind of a comedic mm-hmm. movie. But it's, it's like, you know, King Kong throwing the rocks at Godzilla. And then, like, Godzilla does the no you and hits it with his tail back at him. Yeah. <laughs> the tail sweep and it's, it's just King Kong's love for rocks I love that he's always throwing rocks he always right. has rocks so on his side it's like oh, I'm gonna throw them at you <laughs> <laughs> I, for, I forget he did like a chest bump thing I forget there was one thing he did oh, that oh yeah funny. oh yeah he, 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 he did the classic yeah. chest bump <laughs> yeah. then, then there was when Godzilla got on his tail and just fucking kicked oh yeah then he started kicking <laughs> And King, yeah, Kong was, King Kong went flying. He was biding his time, which is like laying down there dead. And he, he like did like a really fast like get up, like punch guns. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I I love this fight. It's it's amazing. It's funny, but it's also entertaining. That's though. that's the most important part. It's gotta be entertaining too. <laughs> you can't make a fight oh. entertaining. It's probably not a good look. Oh, a ton. I remember you had an interesting observation about Godzilla's hand gesture. Oh yeah. It kind of reminds me how with all monsters, they really make a big deal of kind of exploring Godzilla as an animal, mm-hmm. kind of doing threat displays, like marring and mm-hmm. um, flashing his um, spines when he's pissed off. It was just kind of interesting seeing just how old some ideas circulate, like um, yeah, Haru Nakajima, Nakajima is doing it more for fun here, but it, mm-hmm. still he kind of it's interesting just to see how people already think you by them. Like, how can they got to have more personality? You know, like yeah. Yeah, this was really the movie that started giving him personality. Unlike in Raids Again, where he's just kind of like, oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And every, everything. Here, he feels a bit more intelligent, ironically. Mm-hmm. And that's really ironic because in, in this movie, and, and, and then the dub takes it further, they're like, Oh, Godzilla's not an animal. He's a monster. King Kong's the real animal. <laughs> and it's just really funny how they're just, like, trashing on Godzilla. Or <laughs> Godzilla, mm-hmm. like, um, I was, like, we were talking mm-hmm. about how this is the first, um, kind of 
movie where you get the real version from it. But this is also one of the first, if not the only Godzilla movie I can get a Oh yeah, I was kind of surprised. I was honestly really surprised. Oh, there's, but it was kind of cool to see. <laughs> and it was really yeah. funny though how God, how Godzilla losing was even so unbelievable in America that there was the rumor that in the Japanese version Godzilla won, <laughs> and it was basically dependent on where you saw the movie. Or if you saw it in America and Europe, King Kong won. But if you saw it in Asia, Godzilla won, <laughs> and that's and that's not true at all as we saw. Yeah. Yeah, he he drowned. I don't know what happened to Godzilla because uh-huh. they're like they uh-huh. both and they both yeeted themselves into the water yeah. and then they just down there for a bit. Thinking I was like, away. <laughs> basically, what Godzilla is doing is he basically got the shit beat out of him so badly he's just like, fuck this, I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, wait. I was gonna say he didn't die; he just ran away. I guess no, yeah, he just ran away. Okay, because you, you'll see in, in in the next movie how they pick he's up the light like, like, with Godzilla. <laughs> Which I guess wants to take me to another point, though. And as much as this movie is a lot of fun, I think it's interesting how critical of capitalism it is, mm-hmm. and like tourist culture specifically. And in yeah, industry. you mentioned because mm-hmm. it's not even a yeah. real like, natural yeah, building. Be- yeah, because in in the pagoda which they destroy on Mount Fuji. That wasn't a real pagoda castle. It was built for Western tourists to go visit. <laughs> And I have to think that them showing Godzilla and King Kong, destroying it so viciously, <laughs> is <laughs> some kind of commentary on it not being real and just being a commercialization of Japanese culture. True. Probably. Yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> Especially with the greedy businessman, too. And how like their yeah. priorities are more set on their business than the giant monsters attacking. <laughs> yeah, because you have that. You have the TV. Um, You even have stuff that, like, a westernization of Japan element in it a bit. It's obviously not as strong as in some other movies, but like um like the girlfriend of the main character of one of the main characters when she's worried about him because he's on the ship that went missing. She's she gets given a sandwich and I think that's interesting. <laughs> I might be reading too deeply into her. Mm-hmm. But I think it's interesting how they picked a Western style food there. And even like like their apartment looks really Western too. Mm-hmm. And even the fact... Oh, sorry. Go for a stone. Oh, no. I was just agreeing. We're just giving some... Mm-hmm. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just really see just kind of how Japan was still would be more and more Western. Yeah. Fashion. And I feel like it's also just interesting how they're doing it in the movie where they're using a Western monster. So I wonder if that's part of it too. I mean, mm-hmm. perhaps. I mean, yeah, it is interesting though. <laughs> I guess they thought King Kong was a big enough viable, like mm-hmm. IP. I guess I don't know character. Oh, it, oh, it definitely was because basically just for some background, Japan had already made unofficial King Kong movies <laughs> before this. In fact, in fact, those are older than Godzilla. Wow, those <laughs> King Kong they love movies. I know that's cool. Yeah, and King Kong's basically was huge in Japan. That's definitely why Toa was like, "Yes, yes, yes, give it to, give us, give, give him to us." <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. So that definitely played a big part in it. Yeah, and and though to give one critique though, besides the racism, I will say the human characters, as fun as they are, they're not necessarily the deepest. I mean, yeah. To be fair, King, not mm-hmm. well, this is this movie is definitely like. 
for what I thought of when I thought of Godzilla just in general before starting this. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I was kind of like, oh yeah, characters are probably shallow about the monsters or whatever. But obviously, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like Gujira is not the case. But here, they're, 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 they're entertaining, but I think, yeah, for what yeah, they were trying to do, they weren't really trying to have, like, deep characters, I guess. Cause he, and it's, it's no. funny, because at the end, um, mm-hmm. they kind of shove in a more at the end. They're like, yeah, that wasn't good. We should be nicer mm-hmm. than nature. So, yeah, good yeah. point. <laughs> it's really funny. It's really funny, because it's like, yeah, we have to kind of shove something in here. Oh, it's like, be that, nice that might be the roots guys. of Godzilla. I guess we got to do something like that. So, yeah, be good to animals, because, you know, maybe they'll become giant monkeys and attack me. It was, like, it, was, it was literally in the last, like, one minute, too, like... Yeah, it was, like, just shoved right and, in And, like, there. nowhere was like, ever, like, implied or, like, discussed earlier. Really. Yeah, like, there's definitely a capitalism critique in the movie, but I feel like it's done more in the plot than the characters, mm-hmm. because the characters are basically there just to get the plot rolling. Like, you have the main guy and his partner going to Faro Island to get Kong. They're basically um, just basically company men. Like, just critiques of that. And they're funny because they act goofy. <laughs> you have Mr. Taco, who's the corrupt business executive. You have his assistant, who he yells at constantly. Who, by the way, is a returning actor from Gojira. He played the reporter in Gojira. Really? Is it the same character yeah. or is it the same actor? <laughs> same actor. Okay. Not the same character. That's pretty funny. Some conspiracy theory would though. be. <laughs> and then you have um the guy who's in the JSDF. And... His girlfriend, who's the sister of the main guy, and that's about it. And none of them get fleshed out too much. I feel like the deepest scene you get is when they're talking about evacuation, and they're like, "Where do we evacuate to?" It's not like a typhoon where you just move further inland. Sure. Godzilla and King Kong can go anywhere, and like that's the bit where they're trying to make it like a little bit. I want. I don't want to say deep. I don't think it's trying to be deep. What just trying to bring some humanity to it, and I get what they were going for, but I. It's obviously that it's just sewn in there just a little bit. It's not bad, but the human characters are just kind of here to move the plot around. It is funny, though, how, how they kept Kong having the hots for women. Of course. Because <laughs> they had to sew that in, where they had Kong um, uh, kidnap the girlfriend. Oh, yeah. I, 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 forgot, I forgot that. Was, yeah. It was, oh, it was super fast. Mm-hmm. He kind of carried over and he just leave. And it was really funny how because Tokyo didn't have tall buildings back then, they had Kong <laughs> stand up, bigger building. Yeah, stand up <laughs> on the dial on the diet building. I know. Yeah, there's no high altitudes here, Tom. It's kind of gotta put yourself slightly up, I guess. It was really funny. <laughs> and then they come back and they sing a song for yeah. him, and he goes to sleep. And then they have the really <laughs> funny bullet <laughs> where they carry him back out. <laughs> yeah, on on, on with, with balloons and helicopters. I I just I adore this movie. I forgot. So they were like, it, were they trying to? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess they couldn't just get rid of him. They were like, no, we have to fight. Yeah, they were they were trying to use King Kong against Godzilla, basically. Like uh, I guess, like just to kind of have them to. Ha- well, <laughs> what if Kong was like, that was great, I kicked ass. I'm gonna go fuck you guys. <laughs> I, I guess they were banking on them either destroying each other or Kong true, true. giving up and just being like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> so I'm going back to sleep in my island, silly. Yeah. <laughs> Which is basically what happened. Yeah, Kong's just like, away. okay, I'm done. It's it so just funny. really funny because yeah. it hit me now, though. You'd think a crossover movie this big, which I think is honestly, Ton, you might know better, and maybe you two crash, but has there ever been 
a company crossover this big in film. Like, at the time? Or, like, before, like, modern cinema? No, just in general. Oh. Like, like if there's if there's two properties from two different companies coming together like this. Huh. Um, honestly, outside of, like, video games... Yeah, so like, ga- a lot of games do, like, a lot of... Yeah. Yeah, because movies was obviously big production. The Star only Tour. one that came to me was Freddy and Jason because True. Jason was originally owned by Paramount. That's mm. it. I'm trying to think right now, actually. <laughs> yeah. Because Alien and Predator are both owned by Fox. Marvel and DC have only crossed over in the comics. Star Wars, Star Trek, and Doctor Who have never crossed over outside of, like, EU comics. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, really, this is, like, the only big cross-company crossover that exists. And it's really cool when you think about it like that. Yeah. Because because it's not even like in Avengers. We have that coming up later. But mm-hmm. like this is a once is a once of its kind event, really. That's true. That's pretty cool, especially at the time where that's definitely yeah. not the norm. <laughs> at all. I, I know Willis O'Brien was not happy about it. But I <laughs> but think it it's actually, cool that it happened. Yeah. It was it was, such, it was so much fun just seeing these two characters from that. And like yeah. that association like clearly still exists considering I've been doing it like in the modern era. It's 59 years yeah, later. Yeah, King Kong and Godzilla. Mm-hmm. You know, like, two, they, like, they were, two um, iconic, um, you know, mon- giant monsters. Well, I guess Kong Kong is giant. Mm-hmm. You know, in the West, you know, Japan. <laughs> like, they kind of represent them. So, seeing them fight is like, you know, just cool. I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. And, like, seeing them doing so long ago, too, is also just, like, wow. I'm surprised they even managed to. <laughs> They're always cool. Come yes. on, guys. As long as long as you as you as you do the plot right, that's, that's why they always fail. <laughs> I know, right? Which I just I guess is why we have to also give this movie credit too, because it succeeds in making the plot feel natural. I think it's good because both those these like characters come from very like, grounded settings, so they mesh much mm-hmm. much more well together. Because yeah. obviously, besides you know, the giant monsters and stuff on not Skull Island slash Fair or whatever whatever you want to call it, you know. Yeah. And Godzilla, you know, being like a radioactive monster, they still keep themselves mm-hmm. really grounded and like realistic yeah. to their world's rules. And so yeah, with them crossing over, it's and they kind of have a mm-hmm. similar premise, you know. Like it's like a giant, a kind yeah. of big monster wreaking havoc. They can mesh that well together with each other. It so does. It's natural. It's like how Freddy and Jason. Yeah, you know, two slashes together well. Exactly. And that's where like, I think a lot of other crossovers fail because, mm-hmm. like, sometimes they're like yeah. radically different. So, like, finding a good middle ground and mesh is not easy. It, 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 it's, a, it's okay, Crash. You can say Shin Megami Tensei and fuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there's. Oh, yeah, sorry. Time to go first. Then I'll say what I want to say. Yeah, I was just kind of agreeing with Crash. It's like, it was kind of like a strike. Yeah. Um, crossover, some crossover guy going through the whole um, with the doctor's sonic screwdriver work on lights. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> all kinds of weird lore stuff. Mm-hmm. Like keep going. Yeah, it's it's hard and, to do. Mm-hmm. But then with you know, um, Daikite, no, there's just kind of this natural similarity. So it's often. You see the fan, a lot of fan demand for similar crossovers, but like, to this day, like, back in the day, well, not back, not, 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 not
one is Godzilla vs. Cameron. Yeah. Um, and even now, people want like Godzilla vs. Pacific. Mm-hmm. King Kong vs. Cloverfield, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of interesting how much of a impact this movie had on this kaiju film. Mm-hmm. And I know that this is really way too late, and I should have brought this up earlier. But I want to say also how much Godzilla's entrance, entrance to this movie has been remembered with him coming coming out of the iceberg. Because mm-hmm. this is the only movie where he does that. But you see people talk about Godzilla being frozen in ice constantly. And he's only frozen in ice in this and Godzilla Final Wars. Really? But mm-hmm. it left such an impact that people constantly talk about, hey, Godzilla comes out of, like an iceberg, right? Like he's like a dinosaur frozen, frozen in ice. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that also, that scene was very intense. It was really well done. It was. It was cool. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like him destroying the submarine. Yeah. Shout out to those um, <laughs> Western and American people. Yeah. Oh, I didn't speak yeah. English. Mm-hmm. And you're living in Japan. They pulled they did the Resident Evil for Resident Evil. So these guys did mm-hmm. the job a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are a lot more conventions. <laughs> so, yeah, because that's the thing. That's what I find really fun. Oftentimes, a lot of the Western people in kaiju movies are not actors. They're just people who Toho puts out, puts out like a casting call for, and they're like looking for Western people to come be in a movie. Mm-hmm. And they'll just bring in random people, and they'll play the Westerners. <laughs> and it's really fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they did a surprisingly good job. Pretty, it's yeah, kind of really yeah. natural. <laughs> it was it also really caught me out guard. Was hearing English, like, what? yeah, the English randomly with the Japanese subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pretty cool. What you were saying, Tom? Oh, uh, I was just gonna say it's like there's just one special one before the time, but he'd be hitting that till he did on pace. Oh yeah. Oh god, it's a dinosaur. Giant dinosaur attacking our boys. <laughs> yeah. Oh my! I don't know oh, what you're talking about. <laughs> Oh, Crash. I'm, I'm going to have to show you that clip out of context because it's just so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, we can't forget, this is where that mm-hmm. classic meme, fucking King Kong, shoving eat, the tree down Godzilla's mouth. Eat your vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I was like, oh my god, I recognize this. You, started, you just started cracking up when that happened, so Crash, funny. I could tell. <laughs> I was like, I recognize this, oh my god. It's just that mm-hmm. whole, I already talked about that fight. Like, mm-hmm. Just the mannerisms in the suit, you know? They have a lot of personality in life for them. And they just make it really humorous and fun mm-hmm. to watch. Super entertaining. But it's going to be kind of interesting, though, how for the next three movies, we're going to go back to a more serious vibe. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, like, as dark as Gojira, but the movies, like, the next three we have are Mata vs. Godzilla, Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster, and Invasion of Astro Monster. Astro Monster. And all three of these take themselves not, like, deathly serious, but, Ton, you've seen two of them, so you know what I'm talking about. Yep. How they're a lot more serious in tone and how they treat themselves. And there's a, and there's a lot less jokes than there are here, which yeah. is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that should be interesting. So, I don't know why I said, yeah, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. But, yeah. <laughs> That'd be exciting to see. Mm-hmm. Crash is just, like, nodding along. <laughs> I only know so much. I only know what I'm watching now. Three, three in so far. Pretty good. But, yeah, I'm excited to see what's, what comes up next. I mean, big time. Oh, the, this next one is in my who's, top who's 10, the so monster I'm really of the excited. Week? Mothra. <laughs> Mothra's classic, kind of that. Yeah, your first oh. Mothra movie crash. I'm excited to show you. <laughs> oh. 
All right. Do you guys have any closing thoughts on King Kong vs. Godzilla? It's a lot of a lot of fun to watch. Better than Raid. Cool. Way better. Monkey. Monkey. <laughs> it was awesome. Basically, I'm monkey. <laughs> that, that should have been the tagline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> monkey um, versus diamond. Yeah, I guess a uh, <laughs> closing remark on my end. You know, King Kong versus Godzilla is really fun. Holds up well, besides from some unfortunate <laughs> stuff. But um, yeah. if you want some, <laughs> yeah. If you if you want something to hold you over until um, Godzilla versus King Kong comes out, whenever it comes out, <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested to see. I wonder if that movie will take any cues from this one. Yeah. Oh, it definitely will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're looking forward to that, check this one out. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, one day we get more lucky. You can find it. Oh, totally. I really hope that I'm looking at you. Let us have dinosaur fighting turtle. The words of a wise man, let them fight. <laughs> yeah. But 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 yeah, Crash, real quick real quick before I send this off. Um he the director of this, Adam Wingard, heavily hinted that he's gonna do the eat your vegetables. Oh, <laughs> I can't wait to see that in Chris ten eighty P. 4K. That that's gonna be really funny seeing that in CGI. <laughs> um, as for me, for my closing thoughts, I'd say that something kind of interesting though is how this movie really proved something that we were talking about in the first episode we did with Gojira, where we were like that Godzilla can be so many things and so versatile. Because you can have this movie, which is so lighthearted and such an overt satire and parody of stuff. So I guess I might as well cram in here real quick in the last bit. Like, I love the lines where they're like, who's going to win, Godzilla or King Kong? People are like, people are like fucking betting yeah. on it. And like arguing about fighting. it. And they're like so casual about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's like, I have like 100 yen on Godzilla winning, and like, oh, King Kong's weak. And then they have Mr. Taco getting pissed off about it. <laughs> so, so it's just really charming. And you have like this complete comedy show. But then you have um, uh, something so serious as Gojira, and then we swing back over to the serious angle next time, Mothra vs. Godzilla. And it just shows how versatile the franchise already is, and how versatile the concept character of Godzilla is compared to some other stuff, like, say, Jurassic Park, which is having growing pains, I'll say, <laughs> trying to keep going. Yeah. And I just, I just think that this movie needs to be respected because this is really what cemented that. I think mm-hmm. that's where we're still closing that, but we're still talking. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think it's it, one of the things that like, separates it from like, Jurassic Park was mm-hmm. um, Jurassic Park has like you know super grounded premise and has a lot to say about bringing back dead creatures. I think it was Gojira also had a lot to say mm-hmm. about like, nuclear warfare. But at the same time, the format that you use to structure that can be used like beyond that message they're trying to say. Exactly. I think that's what Jurassic Park mm-hmm. lacks. Because like I said, that message is like a one, two-time thing that can be done well without Mm -hmm. it being forced or not feeling like natural or feeling like diluted. But with Godzilla, like they they don't have to have the same message, but they can keep the same format and Mm -hmm. still feels like one fresh. And and unlike like it's like JP has the same issue as like Back to the Future and Jaws, (laughs) where it's like how many times can you do a killer shark and how many times can you go back to fix to fix the past because you messed it up. Great, shut. <laughs> it, yeah, I know. But the trilogy concluded the story. It's like 
It's like Crash. Would you generally want to see a back to the Oh, of course, no. Starring no, okay, no, you're right. Yeah, Son. yeah. No, you got a point there. Because <laughs> yeah, with the Jaw sequels, you know, none of that was made in mind when they made the first. Yeah. One. I say with Xbox, at least had that. But yeah, you're true. Like with the fourth one, it'd be redundant, you know. It, but that's a, that's a different thing about Godzilla. Like monsters fighting monsters. Yeah, that's Godzilla. always fresh. That's always. Yeah, and as you, long as you space them out and you have yeah. something new to say. And I think that, and nothing, you, can, you can fit in a new kind of like commentary in there as well. It works. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It, 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 it has that um that perfect middle ground between like grounded mm-hmm. but also like fun. Kind of like. I don't yeah. know. What would you say? Fantasy sci-fi? Sci-fi I guess? I don't know. Yeah. Sci-fi fantasy because especially because there's some other entries you'll see Crash that go full on fantasy. <laughs> like especially the one I, I've been talking up, up, up to you about GMK. That one goes full fantasy. Yeah. So, so I'll be interested <laughs> in seeing what you have to say about yeah. that. But I, I guess I should make this the actual conclusion. I'm sorry about that. I, I didn't realize I had actual more stuff to say about it, but it came to me. So this was episode three of the Godzilla Roundtable. Next episode, we will be doing Matra's debut film in the Godzilla franchise itself. So until next time, goodbye, everyone, and thank you for listening. See you around.